from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. You do know that this is most likely a trap. Good. Traps means they're scared. Traps means I've got them on the run. Never ever put me in a trap, Bates. <laughs> Why? Because you'll die? Yes. I mean, no. No, because I'll, I'll do... Well, I'll do something. I don't know what, but it'll be good. Look, if you want, Catherine, you can stay out here and look after Bates. Just in case he needs looking after. I don't, but thanks for thinking about me. Just remember, if this is a trap and it goes bad, run. Run? Run where? I don't know. Away from here comes to mind. I'll try and meet up with you later. The High Priestess will see you now. Right then. Don't wait up. I've got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) What are you laughing at? You've always got a bad feeling about something. It seems to be your factory default setting. It's because I'm always right. We should be with Byron instead of sitting out here cooling our heels. I would tend to agree. Still, maybe we have a chance to talk now. No. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Not doing what? The talk you've been pushing to have all day now. Look, Bates, I appreciate that you're sentimental, but... It's really no big deal. How can you say that? We made love. It wasn't making love. It was just sex. That's all. I had an itch and you helped me scratch it. That was one hell of an itch then. In case it's escaped your notice, we've been under a lot of stress and I needed a little release. It's either that or binge eating and I hate binge eating. Once I start down that road, it can be weeks or months before I can get a handle on it. I have to go on a diet and lose whatever I gained. So rather than stuff your face, you just used me. Look at it this way. You helped a brother out. Or sister in this case. Charming as ever, grumpy cat. Say what you like, but there was something more going on. I could feel it. You're deluding yourself. It was nothing. And stop calling me grumpy cat. Fine, I'll remind you of that next time. There's not going to be a next time. Oh, of course not. There isn't, Bates. We clear? Clear as crystal. Good. Fine. The room was old and made out of wood. The type of wood one would expect to find in a barn. Indeed, there was old straw matted down upon the floor, bits and pieces of old farming equipment scattered about. In the centre of the room there stood an elderly woman in regal dress. My lady, I present the Pale Man. Oh, no need to stand on ceremony. Hi, Priestess. It's great to see you again. How's tricks? Still collecting those back issues of The Walking Dead. Thank you, Rowan. You may leave. Yes, my lady. Normally, I welcome visitors, but in your case, Lord Byron, I think I shall simply- No, 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 we're not going to do the whole standard threat thing, are we? Lord Byron, I vow to pin your head to a wall, or Lord Byron, you shall pay for the sins of, well, something sinful I did. 
Let's start off with a clean slate. Besides, I'm not the Byron you think I am. This is supposed to mean what? When push comes to shove, I'm not from this timeline. You see, my timeline got wiped out when Lord Logan got his hands on the Reality Stone. And just who is Lord Logan? Oh yes, he's gone back to calling himself Lucifer now, hasn't he? Anyway, that's the point of it. Any crime you think I did to you, I really didn't, because I'm not really from this reality. So, if you are not the one who caused me to lose my arm, who did? Well, that was me, but wasn't at the same time. It really is complicated. If you have a whiteboard and some markers, I can walk you through the events of the last few years. Mind you, it is a long story. We'll need a lunch break at some point. I have a better idea. How about I just simply kill you? Her empty sleeve where she had lost her arm, a beam of pure energy shot out and wrapped itself around my throat. And I was lifted and held aloft in the air. I could feel my life being choked from me. in Portland for two weeks, and what do we have to show for it? Well, tell me. Tell me what we have to show for it. Oh, uh, well, at the moment, our forces are still... Wait wait a moment. Who are you? Where's Dakota? Uh, don't, don't you remember, Mr. Arcadia? Uh, you sent her to investigate those reports of uh, the alien. Alien? What alien? Uh, uh, well, the, the one we learned about in England, sir. Uh, the one who works for that uh, unified task force. Uh, he has a machine that looks like an old-style police box uh, uh, or, or some kind of phone booth. <sighs> fine, fine. Wh- whatever. It's not important. What's your name, boy? Uh, uh, my name. Uh, my name is Judah, sir. Judah Frost. Then answer my question, Mr. Frost. What do we have to show for our work? Uh, well, we're still gathering data, uh, even as we speak, sir. Uh, uh, we could, um... Exactly. Nothing. Nothing at all. This whole endeavor's been nothing but a colossal waste of my time and taxpayers' money. Uh, sir, there is... I mean, seriously. It's clear that Captain Pastyface has bounced off, so we should be focusing our efforts someplace else. Uh, sir, do, with all due respect, um, there are some people here to see you. See me? Who even know I'm in Portland? That would be us. I see. Uh, they were uh, quite insistent uh, on speaking with you. <sighs> Thank you, Mr. Frost. You can go now. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Demon class, if I'm not mistaken, with some angelic traces as well. I am no demon or angel. Uh, I was speaking to the woman. You, on the other hand. Uh, I've never seen your sort before. Feel grateful, then. (laughs) Oh, good. A cryptic one. I just so love running into your sort. We did not come here to discuss our lineage. Then why are you here, miss? I am known as Slate. This is Lilith. (gasps) Lilith? Not THE Lilith. You've heard of me? No. I just like to give that impression sometime. What you call yourself means little to me. Why you're here does. To discuss the Pale Man. Ah, Captain Pastyface himself, huh? 
What is it you want with him? The same as you. We believe he needs to be stopped. Stopped? Stopped from what? From killing the world. What? It was a vice made out of pure light wrapped around my throat. Try as I might, I could not break its grip on me. It is pointless to struggle, pale man. I vowed that if ever I saw you again, I would have you gutted and dried like a kipper. Avalon! What's that, pale man? Treaty. Treaty of Avalon. Kill me and... Don't be in violation of the codes. The codes you live by. What are you babbling about, you fool? The Treaty of Avalon, the laws your sort tend to adhere to. I am more than aware of the treaty, pale man. What does it have to do with my killing you? Simple. I did you a service. You still owe me. Your codes make it quite clear that while one is in the debt of another, you're not permitted to cause them harm of any sort. I repaid my debt to you. It's how I lost my arm! You did nothing of the sort. When you went to war with the orcs and lost your arm, you believed you were fulfilling your obligation to me. However, I did not ask that of you or call upon your debt to me. You did it all on your own. But... but you said... I remember you saying... I said there was a problem with an army of orcs that needed to be dealt with. However, I never called on you to do that. I do admit it was somewhat manipulative on my part. You did lose your arm, which I find regrettable. Nevertheless, you still owe me a favor. Until our business is concluded, you can't harm me. I swear... I swear I am going to see you dead before me. And you may at that, but not until you make things square between us. What is it that you desire? The Lord of the Morning Star, the Devil, Old Scratch himself, Mr. Logan, and, and to a very select few personal close friends, Captain Biffy. I know of Lucifer. What is it you want of him? I need you to set up a meeting between Lucifer and myself. You desire to speak to the Lord of the Morning Star? Do you have a death wish? Because if so, I am more than willing to fulfill it for you, right here and right now. On the contrary, if I don't speak to him, I have little doubt that I will be killed soon enough. Since my arrival to this reality... Arrival to this reality? What are you speaking of? If I explain that to you, I really am going to need that whiteboard, but long story short, I'm being hunted. I believe Lucifer is part of the reason for it. This is why I need to speak to him and for you to facilitate it. It can be done, but why go through me? Surely if he is hunting you, it would be easier to simply let his forces capture you. No doubt he would speak with you then. Yes, but as you pointed out, I would be his captive, his prisoner, to do with as he wished. By meeting him here, we meet in neutral territory overseen by you. We meet as equals. And what is it you hope to gain from this meeting? I'm not certain, but I do know I can't keep running for the rest of my existence. I need to deal with this sooner rather than later. Very well. I will do as you have asked me. Thank you. Do not thank me, pale one. I am simply fulfilling my obligation to you, but rest assured. Once all of this has been dealt with, if Lucifer has not killed you, I shall. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. 
I swear, babes, could you move any faster? Someone's about to come in here and you're gonna see. Hi, Byron. It's so good to see you. We've just been out here waiting for you. So hi. Everything all right? Your greetings aren't often so friendly. Everything is just peachy. Peach keen out here. That's that's what it is. Why do you ask? Well, for one thing, you're wearing Bates' shirt and he's wearing yours. Oh, you know, I thought this felt a little tight. Byron, l- let me explain. Uh, it's none of my business. So, uh, like, uh, how did it go? Good for the most part. They're setting rooms up for us now. We're staying here tonight? Yes. It's going to take the night to set things up. In the meantime, we can kick back and relax some. Personally, I've always wanted to get a look at their library. I heard they have some copies that were believed lost when the Royal Library of Alexandria was destroyed. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. And there he goes, wandering off again. Bates, just so we're clear. I know, I know, it means nothing. I just want to be clear on that. I mean, it is fun, but you're not my type. Of course not. I'm friendly and nice to be around, and you're a- Don't say grumpy cat. Wouldn't dream of it. So, I guess this means you won't be stopping by my room tonight. Of course not. Okay. At least I don't think so. Uh, what was that? What? Oh, uh, I was just thinking out loud. Let's see where Byron has gone to. Kill the world? I hope you're planning on explaining just what that means. For some time now, we've been aware of a... a prophecy. That Byron will be the one to stand before the Pale Man. Stand before the Pale Man? But Byron is the Pale Man. Yes, so he is. Then what the hell does stand before the Pale Man mean? He's gonna stand in front of a mirror or something? To be honest, we're not entirely sure what it means. Only that the moment he does this, it is the end of everything. By taking this action, Byron will kill the world. In my time, I've come across a number of prophecies. Everything from New Age chaos caused by the old ones returning, to the return of Christ himself, and (laughs) even one that foretells of a golden age of the chipmunks. Golden age of the chipmunk? Yes. Supposedly a great chipmunk messiah will rise up and lead all the little chipmunks in a new golden age or some nonsense. You're making that up. I only wish that I was. But the point I'm trying to make is that prophecies say many things. How many of them come to pass? I agree, Byron is a threat and he must be dealt with, but he's no god. I very much doubt he could destroy the world. Then why did you ask for us to come here? What are you talking about? Your summons. You asked to speak with us about our common foe. Um, I'm afraid you're mistaken. I sent no summons. You're quite right, Mr. Arcadia. You did not summon them. I did. What the hell is this? Some sort of trap? Not by my making. Speak quickly, little Wiccan, before I render you limb from limb. I needed to speak with you all. 
I suggest you speak quickly. Very well. You each represent a threat. One my master cannot allow. And who is your master? I speak of Vastator. Vastator. No. No, it cannot be. It's not yet time. Oh, my dear Lord Slate, he is especially disappointed in you. Far more than any other. Believe me, in your case, he comes as the destroyer. Who is Vastator? Yes, Slate. You've never mentioned him before. Oh, Lilith, haven't you figured that out yet? If I had more time, I would explain it all to you, but your time is now done. Sorry, Missy, but you're annoying me now. Oh! <laughs> A futile gesture. But you're human, so it's not unexpected. Oh, goodbye, Mr. Arcadia. Goodbye to you all! been listening to the Byron Chronicles, Season 5, Episode 7, Prophecy, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Mindy Rast Keenan as Agent Catherine, Peter Cat as Agent Bates, Mark Bruzy as Lord Slate, Steve Schneider as Mr. Arcadia, Carissa DeWitt as Rowan, Jeanette Vining as Lilith, Elaine V. Barrett as the Coven Priestess, and Darren Marlar as the announcer. Music by Shadows Symphony. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by Rick Myers. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. Copyright Eric Busby Presents 2015. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you Twisted Pulp Magazine, a journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed, worlds of the supernatural, worlds of dark satire, worlds of nightmarish futures, Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. Twisted Pulp Magazine.